0: The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions.
1: It must be Monday. I wanted to come in with a different look uh, today. And, uh, my daughter found what I can only call the Nash filter on. Uh, what well, is it? Snapchat? What does the filter? Is it Instagram? Snapchat? I don't know. Wrong, Steve, give me, bring, bring me in, uh, bring me in in the Nash filter. Uh, she took my picture at dinner said, uh, his hair's not that white, for God's sake. There we go. There you go. I think it's, I think it's uncanny. If I rock the whole show in that filter, we got to find a way to put me in this and and, uh, we could do like the choose, choose the real one. We'll black out the backgrounds and everyone can vote which side nash is on which side i'm on we'll give them subtle clues we'll mic our our piss into the bottle you can guess maybe what, what, which what has is, the heavier what, what, flow what is that filter actually what is, what is i should ask her i don't know that's great but i think you have a lawsuit <laughs> uh, yeah a pending lawsuit
2: i saw some video game where there's a guy with a like a space suit on it looks like just like my face inside the space suit inside the a glass of the spacesuit. I'm like thinking, like,
1: because somebody sent it to me on Twitter, and I was just like, hmm. Were you in any films where you wore a, a spacesuit? Perhaps. No, no. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: even think any kinky encounters where I wore a spacesuit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> any role play?
2: Not that I can ne- Neil, Am- <laughs> Neil Armstrong and no. Alien Girl. <clears throat> one small, one small step for man. One, one. <laughs> One, one, soft, <laughs> one soft 11
1: for womankind. Mm. Um, uh, this uh. is Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast. I'm Sean. He's Kevin. If you're looking for something else, you didn't find it. Maybe it's somewhere else on the dial. Plenty of wrestling content out there. Had a lot of people reaching out saying they, I just saw one today. He said he loved I'm going to say the pacing. I'm going to maybe get that wrong. He said it's a cigar and cognac vibe every week. I'll take that. I'll take that. As opposed to, like, two guys
2: that might go, like, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh,
1: what? Uh. I don't know what they were listening to. Yeah. I think it was our show, though. Yeah. There is more feedback. Uh, Cephalo63 said, I enjoyed this show. I always thought Nash was arrogant. But getting to see him with his guard down shows that he was working. It's nice to see guys like that. God, God, God forbid. <laughs> I, I think he means that the arrogance was a work. No,
2: I, 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 I always said that. I said, you know, like, God, man, like... It's like the whole vanilla midgets, vanilla midgets thing. Like, you can only get away with that if you're a seven foot guy. So you right. say it, and then of course, everybody, nobody else. Like, what you're basically saying is, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the heel right now, and I'm going to go, and and basically, take the average male that's five foot nine and say that that's just genetically, just, just sewer water. Yeah. And then what, so how many, I mean, so everybody 6'6 six, six and above is going to be like, yeah, I, I see where Nash is coming from. <laughs> all, all 11 people. So I used to always love when I'd walk through the airport and it'd be that guy that'd come up with you, and, you know, he'd, he'd actually be traveling with that, one of those shirts on it that had his name with a round circle. <laughs> Like he just got off got done welding or something. The Pipe Fitters Union. Yeah, yeah. outfit? He'd walk up and he go, Hey man, how uh, tall are you? i us say six ten. What you weigh? About three or five. Yeah, I got a cousin but mm. two and yes. a half feet taller than you weighs nine hundred pounds. I'd be like, You know what, motherfucker, every flight I'm on, somebody's got somebody in their family. I walk this planet every day. I travel three hundred days a year. I see maybe one guy my height and he ain't white. <laughs> you know? So I, saw Rashe- so I saw Rasheed Wallace one time in at the Atlanta Airport and I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Rasheed's seven foot, but he ain't a white boy.
1: Is that is that what you most commonly get from the general public about your height? Like, how tall are you? Like, from grandmothers and shit? Like, is that yeah, the, the go-to, it's,
2: your it's height? Like, it's like, God, you're, you're, you're a big one. Or are the, the one when you walk in on a plane and and the flight attendant says, "Watch your head."
1: Oh yeah, but everywhere yeah, probably, right? The, be, whole, the whole-
2: Because you know what? When you when you've got fucking not a ounce of pigment in your body, you've been on this planet sixty plus years. God, I mean, if I don't have, if, if you if you looked at my forehead and it looked like fucking, like flares, mm. you know. You might and, need and to be
1: told to watch your head. I, yeah.
2: But obviously I've got this down because I don't, like, when you know how they people stand like this far apart from each other to get to, to, to get in the plane. Yeah. Sure. S- and then there's always that, that bottleneck because there's always some flight attendants that because she's you know she's the flight attendant she's got to go up the aisle and then like swim back as soon as they put people on the plane so she can bog everything up and then she's she's always she always ends up in 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 2c so she decides she's gonna pull in at 2c and that's where she's gonna let the people go by and i'll be standing she'll be like go ahead i'm like Lady, if I was walking any further than 2C, I wouldn't be getting on this bitch. You're in my spot. I'm in in, 2C. I'm in first class. Yeah. I hope you you have an emergency exit. No, bitch. If I had an emergency exit, I wouldn't be getting on this. Do you debate her
1: about the bulkhead? Um, at that point do you do you do you talk about the oh i just i just had i
2: just i had another experience today what happened so i I was supposed to go to uh uh i I think it's montgomery or so this guy is you know wants me to do this 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 comic-con thing and i said you know what i said a small market is one day in and out i said so we've been talking for, for i mean it was it was been set up for a while and um I finally, you know, send the guy the email. I said, "Dude, like you do know, I'm flying out of Daytona Beach, and the flights are, you know, the flights are are limited." So he gets on and sees what the what the price of the flights are. He goes, "Do you have to fly 1st I'm like, "All right, I, <laughs> I got a guarantee. I got a guarantee with this guy that's pretty pretty hefty." And if he's, if he's balking over, I said, uh, no. I said, I don't have to fly first class. I said, as a matter of fact, I don't have to come to Alabama. I said, so why don't we just say, fuck this? I saw a thing today that was very interesting. Do you ever see this? I, I, God, I wish I, I would have wrote it down because my son really liked this guy. He's an older guy, and he cusses all the time. He's always like up in front of people speaking. Mm. He's, he's not kind on Twitter. Of, he's not on YouTube, then. No, he's on uh, Instagram. Okay. And he was saying today how Elon Musk's favorite word is fuck. And Harvard did a 40-year, okay, a 40-year uh, study and the The most productive people in society are the most that use profanity at, at a much, much higher level.
1: What? Well, now we got to drill down. And now, did they did they expand on why they feel this is the case? I'm feeling good about myself and I, you. I I am too because I always thought I'm like. But if you think
2: about it. How how many people do you know that are really that 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 are that, that are, are 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 just f bomb majors? That I mean that are very very few of them are like,
3: Duh!
1: you know. I don't. I could see some of the chicken wing militia crowd out in the in the hills, uh, playing with their guns, maybe being a little foul mouthed. But
2: they—they're—they're—they're they're, they're not going to. It's not going to be a part of their. Um, it's not going to flow. It's going to be a pronounced. <laughs> if you get off my <laughs> if property, it's going to be that. Not. Does, blah, 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 blah. Does, yeah. There's no yeah.
1: creativity. They're not using. No. You
2: know, no. I'll have to find I'll, I'll have that for next week so yeah we i'm I'm gonna have to uh, i mean I, I I was taking a a uh, uh, I was taking a deuce down the street before I made my drive today and I came across that and it was you know I had you know trying to pick up a couple of things we could talk about that might be funny and I saw that and I just was like and I was just like I, I had to watch it back I watched it back and I'm just like I did hear hear that correctly
1: yeah i i I'm actually a little puzzled by those that are so offended by by profanity. I'm not talking about slurs or 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 like ethnic insults. I'm talking about just the use of profanity as 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 exposition, as, as colorful language. I you know, I never really reprimanded my do- my oldest daughter for for using the words because I, I was very free with it too. Yeah. My little one doesn't curse. Actually, she did. She she slipped and said shit one time. Right, my wife looked down at her and she looked up. And she goes, she she was nine at the time. She looks up. She goes, oh mom, I I forgot to tell you, I started cursing yesterday. So um, she let us know. It was scheduled apparently. Right, and and it was just time to begin. She said, I, th- that's the least. That's the least uh, of my worries with my children. That, that, that f bombs fly in my house.
2: Well, I mean, when 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 Webster, when Webster actually put it in, you know, the dictionary. As you know, I mean, if Webster's going to put the put the f bomb in the dictionary, uh, I was I was watching uh, the the newest one is um. It's like the, the the word that got the most traction over the last year is gaslighting.
1: Yeah. That was an outgrowth of uh, <laughs> the last administration, and and actually the uh, the virus. There's yeah. a lot of gaslighting accusations so flying all yeah. over the place. Yeah. yeah. Not that anyone in the administration was gaslighting anyone. I'm just saying that's when I first started hearing the term a lot. So you know how we 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 always
2: get uh, that labeled thing, you know, where you you know. Well, you libtards, and you this, and you that, and 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 you you always come across, and you always say that I'm not democratic or, nor Republican. I'm you know, you you. I think you kind of have like an an independent kind of a.
1: If you could have an independent party that 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 would do anything, I would say I was exactly. independent. Right. But I mean, I'm a registered I... Democrat, but I voted on both sides.
2: Right, and I and I have to, and I'm a registered Democrat, but. When you have the ex president with with Kanye and Baby Hitler at his Thanksgiving, uh, his Thanksgiving uh, dinner, I'm like, you see,
1: like, but but he he released a statement. He 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 said he was tricked. He didn't know who the, who the guy was. He was tricked by Kanye. And don't you hate when you invite someone over your over your house for a holiday dinner, who's as level-headed and sane as Kanye West,
2: who's lost a over okay, who in the last month has lost billion. a billion dollars, a billion dollars, <laughs> and yeah. they pull some crap like that and bring uh, a friend. There he is, you th- you talking about pick a hand? I was gonna say which Whoa, one? Whoa, man, that guy. Tell, tell me that guy in the middle admit on the wrong end of a blowjob. <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to go with stuffed in a locker in high school. But oh yeah, a little Ned Beatty maybe. Uh, yeah. I just I hate when that. So happens. So
2: that's the whole thing. So if if you if you're going to have if you're going to have people that um and and, and the, the that dude like he's a, a Holocaust denier, um. They've all been anti-Semitic. Trump has already pointed out the fact that there were fine people on both sides. So if if I, if I have to align myself with that party, and go right. by, with I auto- automatically have to go the other way. On just on just that function alone of mm-hmm. if if you allow or believe in any of those things, you know, I mean they had things about like. Trump saying um, he's got black guys counting his money. He'd he'd much rather it drives him crazy. Um, he'd much rather have a guy with a yarmulke counting his money any day. That and, and he says no, I never said that. And then there's like the thing. It's, it, and he said in 1999 in Playboy magazine as he's quoted as I eh, probably said that.
1: Well, that was it was a different time, like the Jerry Jones photo from 19. 19- 54 what was the date on that it was different time in 1999 yeah
2: I I don't know about that because when I went over to uh to to, uh Europe and and, and went through Dachau I I think that was 80 so uh I don't know I I don't I, I don't remember like coming out of there and going hey man let's do shots
1: yeah what what wasn't uh wasn't far enough away no dis not enough distance show Wilson 9529 waking up with click this and my breakfast of champions caffeine nicotine and THC great day gentlemen there's uh so what do you need to what do you, I don't get the the nicotine if you're smoking weed
2: so what do you just did you get a, a just a, an absolute tar
1: deficiency <laughs> The lungs are a little too clear after your joint. Yeah, but you know what? Now, you know, he may be ingesting the THC in a different way. He may not be smoking.
2: I can't see anybody that smokes cigarettes not smoking weed. Right. I can't see him going, you know what? I'm going to go ahead with the tincture on the THC because it really, it really affects the menthol.
1: Well, the, st- a bong, a bong hit. Maybe the, the uh, little water pipe action wouldn't. I was,
2: stop, a, bo- wouldn't I was a, I was, really I was a wake and bake bong guy. I used to like to do the single hit, single hit bong. You know, it was like wham, there it was.
1: You knew exactly what you were getting. You yeah, but on the road, you couldn't. T- you had a, you had a roll on the road. No, right? you I
2: couldn't. I, no, I mean, on the, the the first three years we could smoke. The, the, the three years after that, we couldn't smoke. WWE had the no steroid,
1: no marijuana, no. But how you know, did you? So you you could travel with a bong.
2: No, I'm just talking about college. Oh, 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 oh,
1: yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying on the road on the road in in wrestling, you'd have to roll, right? You couldn't. Uh, yeah, you had to use papers,
2: or you you know ghetto it and do it. Make take a soda can and make a little pip. I did. Yeah, you
1: know. uh, I was at a. I was down the shore at a party one time, and uh, we we were without uh, sufficient um, accoutrement. and so this one of my buddies' girls uh, cut a peach in half, popped the pit out, packed the goddamn peach hole, and jammed a straw from the bottom. So the it, it, it was it was it was just a peach bong. One of my favorite people to to hang out
2: with on the road, and I've never got that much of a chance to. But it's it's a guy, you know, Chris Masters, mm-hmm. the Master Lock, and um, we were in signing somewhere in Jersey, and he he did that with an with an apple. He made a pipe out of an apple, Man, and I guess it's a thing. And, and, and he and I got whacked, and <laughs> ended up at Lookers. Ended up at Lookers drinking Coronas and I mean it's just it was one of those like like a, it was like a like good signing like a couple hours we, we we went up to the room we got we got baked got got our bags went to Lookers and
1: then went over to, to Newark and flew out. I guess you I heard liquor Lookers. I guess you were here. Yes. Up my way. Um, there, there you go. That's the you can we can we'll print the. Uh, the actual uh, directions for anyone that would like it. Uh, Will Verna, 2847, was literally resurfacing ice in Boston when Kev made the Zamboni comment, swerved a bit, and had to share. Always a great show, fellas. I have so many questions for him about the Zamboni. It's it's very hypnotic when you go to a a hockey game and you're eating your nachos or your beer, whatever you just got, and they just... And you watch
2: and the the thing pattern. Is, you
1: you, you won't know, you won't
2: t- you won't even look at the person next to you. you this isn't this is a conversation while there's a bonus on like that. So I was talking to and you're not doing this. You're no. doing this.
1: Well fortunately that, the, the NHL's is, gotten a lot cooler with their music and is that Surge again? <laughs> Sergio Mendez. Uh Titans Rule 72. F the haters. Don't change anything about the show or its format. Best thing going today. I think so. I think so. There's places you can go for the arm bar. I told you this last week. It's not getting it. Whatever
2: happened to the Brazil sixty six? What is that? It was Serge Menendez. He was uh the t- uh, the uh remember the brazil 66 it was like that same kind of uh...
1: yeah okay so oh, yeah. what's the big what's what was the big the big song the big instrument uh, you see I, oh I uh the tijuana
2: brass tijuana Br-
1: yeah well yeah but yeah that, that was, was herb albert
2: yeah that was always like the, the dating game and and all those
1: herb albert in the tijuana brass right wasn't that uh yeah. wasn't that
2: my son got into like uh a, a period where he was like he he had a bunch of vinyls upstairs that were all at that bossa nova like Short and sweet and kind of sexy, the girl New from Ebenee. I- I- and I'd be like, and, and you walk upstairs, you're just like, he'd be he'd be up there getting rifled, you know, getting stoned.
1: Oh, I was gonna say. And yeah. I'd be like, Fucking
2: I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be going to take it, take a left to the master, and I'd be like, eh, fuck, man, I knock on his door. What are you doing? I'd <laughs> say, you got a pipe going. What you got going in there. <laughs> you're dead.
1: Hey, T. Hey, T. <laughs> Thanks,
2: bud. Catch up a little bit. Give, give, me that, give me that five minutes to catch up, and all of a sudden you're just like, laughing and talking nonsense. You're like, yeah, I'm baked. So. Brian McNeil,
1: 9872, says a lot about the state of pro wrestling when the podcasts are 100 times more entertaining than the shows themselves. Brian McNeil, not a fan of today's product, clearly. Deuce ex canis, for what it's worth, I tune in for laughs. Y'all don't have to say shit about wrestling for me to be happy. Seems to be the vibe this week. Tyler Mangay, man Lee Marvin looked like he could have been a problem. We didn't mention Lee Marvin when we talked about how Hollywood's leading men had an element of danger to them.
2: Especially if he would have came at you and said, Listen, man, we, we can do this two ways. We can either go at it with fists or I'll sing a couple of songs from Paint Your from Wagon. From Paint Your
1: Wagon?
3: <laughs>
1: Was that whole goddamn thing oh, just, just a huge. I think. That's a rib, right? The, the writers, directors, producers, they all stopped in T's room that day with you yeah, I when mean, they heard the music. When they, when they decided, hey, you know what? Fucking Clint Eastwood can sing. Let's put him in yeah. that bitch. Oh, God. And Clint went right along. I, I would love to. Do you know what's an
2: un- unbelievable song in that movie? Is when, when the guy he's 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 got the, the tent in the background of him, you know, the the, the the prospector the big heavy canvas tent. He looks out, he goes he starts, he goes, They call the wind Mariah 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 They call the wind Mariah and the guys are walking by going mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like what the fuck?
1: That was just your audition for Hades Town, by the way. I gonna, just
2: threw it out there, man. Just isolate try, that and start. Trying to get some work.
1: Maybe they'll fly me first class. Did you um did you catch uh Survivor series, the uh, the war games match?
2: I I I've watched bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. and it's it it looks brutal. brutal. I mean, I just haven't had the time. Um, uh, because I had to, I had to watch Dead to Me first. <laughs> <laughs> All three seasons. I, yeah, I had to rifle through Dead to Me first. Um, so I had to. Uh, uh, my wife would would come down at like seven o'clock in the morning. She's like, "Really? Like, <laughs> oh wait, you were still
0: watching at o'clock? Oh <laughs>
2: fuck yeah! You know, I, I, I'll do a season in a year. I mean, in a night. I'm in sorry, a night, In a, yeah. In a year, yeah. I'll do a season in a night. She so she didn't watch it with you. She watched the first two. It's uh, you know, it's, it's that's a little too soon.
1: Oh, with the, yeah, some the- yeah. themes yeah, in some there. Of, right?
2: Yeah, some of this shit's pretty. I mean, it's just-
1: well, I thought it was interesting that uh, Triple H called the. Uh, you know, he spoke at the press conference after the event, and uh, first of all, they did the event did great. It was uh, it was actually the highest grossing Survivor Series ever. Um, and uh, and the most viewed, so the money and the the money and the miles, the money and the eyeballs. Um, it was a sellout. I guess there was like fifteen thousand in attendance. But um, they they were talking to him about if they'll see more of those gimmick matches in the future, and he was he was undecided, which I thought was interesting because the the old philosophy. The old pay-per-view philosophy, right, was was stack the cards. You, you, you only got unless it was right. a house show. You got a cage at a house show for a right. blow off with Hogan or whatever. But the big shit like that that you but see
2: at, to me that like, that was there. There was something like War Games was. I thought one of the cooler WCW, you know, Crockett type War Games was. War Games is what Bunkhouse uh, Stampede should have been. Should have been. <laughs> I loved War Games.
1: I was going to ask you working things like that. Uh, I, well, take take a cage first. Forget about War Games. Um, working a cage, did you mind? Because the match changes, right? It becomes about, at a certain point, it becomes about the tease for the last half of it, right? You, you're you just working the cage. Um, I, I, easy always, night or oh, more difficult? Oh God! Because,
2: no, no, way no. easier,
1: way easier. Oh, right way easier, okay. way easier.
2: Because it's soon, it's, it's always it's 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 the uh, Jake Roberts psychology of, you know, the guy, you go to the cage, the guy blocks it, boom, you go to give him, he blocks it, then you go out of, away from it and so it's, it's it's working for that that first time somebody goes into the cage. Mhm. But once you go into the cage, then it's like it's like the, the the pace like slows down so much because you know, I always and, and this is what one of the things that that where I thought Brett and I had had such good psychology together was we always imagined like when you played the old school video games, and it had the, the like your lifeline, and every time you hit something, and, you know, the,
1: yeah, the the bar goes down, yeah,
2: yeah. So it, it's as soon as you hit that, hit that cage, it was like it, it cut in half, and you know, and, and, and you immediately had to, you know you could only go so so fu- so long, and you know, you'd, you'd have to get the but most of the times the 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 heel hits the hits the cage first. And then you, you, you know, ball shot him or whatever. He, he, he guys, he goes up to the, you know, he, he, you hit, he hits, he throws you in the cage. He starts to climb up and then you sweep his legs and he does the ball shot on the top rope, but he still hasn't went into the cage. Right. You know, and then you keep working, keep working them. And finally when you, 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 you pulverize the, uh, the baby face in the cage, that's usually where he gets color. And now he gets color and, 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 the people are like, oh, my God, he's, he's going to lose. He turns it around, and the heel gets color. Now you both got color. You're working back and forth, and then I like those cages much better than that blue one.
1: I was going to say, the blue, the, the Bundy cage, I call it, right? That's the first yeah. time it surfaced for WrestleMania two. Yeah. I I guess because I think I asked King uh, on the show one couldn't time. Climb, he couldn't was climb. it for your feet that yes, you can get your feet? feet yeah. His
2: feet were too big. So and Hulk Hulk's got some dogs, man.
1: Well, that yeah, but he, he worked the mesh cages uh, for years be- before that. Before they had the blue one, but now okay. So right, the, the cage is the ultimate weapon, right? It's the uh, it's yeah. the depleter. It depletes the bar, right? But now. When you have to do the gimmick where you're trying to get out but you can't, and the other guy's down, so you're timing your climb with, I guess, peripheral vision. When is he starting to wake up and come out of the cell? Uh, Is it? Are you going too fast? Because then, when you get that leg over, you just have to drop. So you gotta like okay I'll
2: just I remember slide. the first it's the like... first the, the first time Scott and I had a cage match and uh I I was the heel and I was in there first and it was the blue one you know the blue cage and I could stand in the in the corner and I could put my hands up and grab the cage
1: oh my god so
2: so, so Scott Scott walks in the thing and he looks at me and he looks across me I can see his face go like like which like like what like he's say and as he said he says what an optical of Jesus, like this dude's already halfway out and he's, he's standing on the
1: canvas. It's like and, a kid the cage is like a kiddie pool for yeah, Nash.
2: So uh we had some fun we had, we had a lot of fun doing those. But we, we we'd always do the one where you, you you get up on the uh the top rope and i do the like the barrage like i do the stuff that i would do at like the back but i just do it with do it against the cage you know but i see my whole problem is on a lot of these things like you watch guys like set up and so they're going to take somebody they're going to do, do a move and take them back into the middle of the canvas off the off the off the top rope with the, you know by using the cage and these guys like put each other in position like, I mean, like the, like, the one guy's, instead of just picking the guy up and giving him a belly to the back, it's like, because they want to do some springboard bullshit thing, the one guy's like, got to put his arm here to put this here. And, and all of a sudden, it's just like, Jesus, man, it took three and a half minutes to set the damn thing up. Like, mm. could you make it any
1: more of a work? Like, why, why don't you just make it a damn, you know, Chinese wire movie? Well that's the like we talked about the assistance when you can see assistance in a match you know you got to you got to reevaluate that if if you can well, see I someone to help to,
2: I used to hate that that it, when they had that 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 era where they had to the, you know roll through something and a guy would grab his feet and flip it and it was like you could just tell that it was like circus relay you know it was like a, a choreographed uh, tumbling routine
1: Yeah yeah, I mean, it became you know the flip to do stuff became a a big uh, a big focus. That's why I always liked the big guys being in there. A little Kamala, who we're gonna see later today, by the way. Nice.
3: Um,
1: yeah, I always I always preferred the uh, a lot of variation on style on a card. And uh, but listen, when when you had like fucking dynamite or when Tiger Mask would come in and do shots. Um, that shit was great, but it oh, was. Oh yeah, Dynamite
2: it, was that, that.
1: Dynamite was so far ahead of his time. Yeah, but it was it was one spot on the card. Yeah, you know, it wasn't four matches because it would obviously deplete. You know, it is. Um, it's the fifth. It's Monday the fifth right now. So you know what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is the big Kevin Nash oh. watch along. Oh. Here it is, baby. It is, I'll tell you, this is getting some traction online. I don't know if you've been looking around. I had a, it is all over the place. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, if you live under a rock, you got to go over to adfreeshows.com. I want to make something clear. This isn't changing. We're still here every week. We're still doing this. But if you want something a little extra, you can uh, join us for the watch-along tomorrow night. Adfreeshows.com, $29 level or higher, uh, get to sit in with us and uh, and have uh, watch Kev's commentary on the match. And then if you Just are and, a uh, –
2: Leave your money, uh, money on the dresser. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're a top guy, leave your money on the dresser. Yeah, and you're get exactly to, a top uh, guy. Top guy level gets to talk to Kev, gets to ask some topper. questions about the match or anything. You I said, a of,
3: not a bottom, a, you're yeah, a top
1: when, guy. Yeah, you got to be a power topper. Mm-hmm. Kevin will bottom for you tomorrow, but that's it. <laughs> that's a- I did say they asked me for a quote the uh, the PR company, Derek Kukulich. Did I say the name right? I'm sorry, Derek, if I didn't. Um, but I did. Uh, I did say that uh, fans having uh, fans having access to chat with him can and probably will go everywhere, topically from clotheslines to cannabis to Congress. So. Um, We'll be here to talk about whatever you want tomorrow night. If you're listening live, I promise you, I'll
2: be I'll I'll be more forthcoming than McConnell or or McCartney.
1: You'll get you'll get answers. Yeah. Excellent.
2: Uh, there's no there's there's no place for that. whatever, but okay. Don't want to lose the base. The rats in
1: northern India. Did you see this? Ah, you sent me this. This is unbelievable. Rats in northern India have been accused of eating hundreds of kilograms of cannabis seized from drug dealers and stored in the police warehouse. Now, the quote um, uh, from, the, uh, from a, a court official in Mathura Uttar Pradesh said, quote, rats are small animals. And they aren't scared of the police. That was uh, after uh, hearing that local police were unable to furnish almost 200 kilograms of confiscated cannabis. So they admitted that the rats had eaten the evidence. It was being stored as evidence in pending cases. So do they get thrown out? Th- there's a brilliant, uh, I mean, th- there's just no evidence. It's gone. What? What pot? Produce it. Show it.
2: I, I mean, it's and to me, it's it's you know two 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 hundred kilos of of cannabis stored someplace, like it's just one day you just walked in, and it was gone. <laughs> yeah, they didn't notice the little nibbles <laughs> for the last six months, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was like the the movie Willard, you know, that when they you know it's like giant. Yeah, yeah, it came in like you know a, a billion. I, 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 think about it though. If everybody in India's got like say a hundred rats per per person, <laughs> shit, that'd be like a half hour it'd take to, to eat. There's yeah, it was like a ever, frenzy I, when I, word I, got out. I, I've been to, I've it. been to India a couple of times and it's uh, it's it's different. It's different, right? Yeah, it's it's fucking uh, uh
1: is there blade, an aroma? But, is there an aroma?
2: Oh, geez. I, we and that. They've they, they've changed the names of it, but back in the day, it was it was it was called Calcutta, and um, we landed there, and the odor in that airport is if you could buy, I, I I'm sure that the closest thing that, that that anybody would be able to come up with was probably. Uh, if they were in the World War I, uh, if they were in the trenches and they got hit with mustard gas. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things, too, where if you – you know how you take a shower and you wash your hair and, like, water trickles down and it gets your mouth, you spit it out? Uh-huh. If you're in India, fucked. <laughs> You'll be shitting
1: blood in fucking 12 hours. If you ingest the water, oh my God, unbelievable! Well, and the septic systems are not are oh, they, right? Th- th- so
2: no, they just they, they so they have these slots that come out of apartments, and these slots go into these these troughs, the troughs, and the yeah. tr- and then there's these, these old women with these like looks like boat oars that like basically moving it along, m- yeah, moving it along Oof. down to moving it along down to the Ganges. We're fucking, they, 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 they dump fucking, they're burning bodies at one end. They're dumping yeah. s- fucking uh, feces in the other and washing
1: the clothes in the middle. And you got to go out and job to tiger jeet sing. Yeah. Good times. Good times. You know what's going to be a good time? This summer, July 25th, 2023. If anyone knows anyone with a birthday in uh, next summer, a fine piece of uh, of reading material uh, is coming. It is. Uh, we finally have the street date. Oh, I saw. I saw that today. For Todd is God. I nice. agreed to have my name eighty three percent of Todd's on the cover. Everything's a negotiation, Kevin Nash, as you as you know full well. It was funny, the email I got was like, so, okay, so the images, like I did the design in a crude way, I, I described what I wanted the, the visual to be, and then they were like, okay, so um, we should have a discussion about the uh, about the credits, because their first mock-up had the, the names even size across the bottom, but listen, I, it's first person, It's the the title is How I created ECW, so it's, it should be larger, So, but then you gotta come no, up with the number
2: not not not, per, not particularly, I mean it's
1: well it's Todd is God, the authorized story of how I created extreme championship wrestling, so at least my name is larger than Terry Funks, which I never thought I'd be able to say in my life, but it is so Todd is God coming soon, I will let you know when you can get your hands on that and so while we're talking about gifts Kev I know you're going to head down to the uh the premium outlets at uh, Vineland in uh, Orlando. I love that outlet, by the way. I just discovered that this year. Oh, I got Versace shoes there. I got Gucci sunglasses. Outlet prices. They have all the top stores down there. And if you're going if you're looking for something for Tam, Balenciaga, oh. right down at the at the outlets. Yeah, Balenciaga. Boy, I tell you what so,
2: there there we go. So this is this is the new uh, this is the new story. So Balenciaga comes out with, a, with the, first they do their fall fashion uh, in, in Paris. They have their show, and then they they um, the, the the it was a the, it was a punk theme that they used, and then to go back to the the, the, the the children please.
1: Yes, let's see the happy children
2: with their bears. So now now Left okay so now beer. now they've they've got these this is their 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 spin-off uh print ad and they've got of course these look like to me 4 to 5 year old children and pretty disturbing the fact that it looks like the kids are carrying bondage um
1: that is bondage still, bears right yeah, yeah bo- we- like
2: bondage bondage purses and So there was a a complete uproar. Uh, Tucker Carlson got this story and ran with it. And I started seeing on different feeds. And I I got a couple of buddies of mine uh, that are at Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, A buddy of mine, Ed Clay, that runs uh, the CHIPSA. uh, He runs the uh, Stem Cell. The Clinic? Yeah, he runs. He runs the, the the clinic down in Tijuana that that I got stem cell at, and he was and he's p- he's pissed about it, and 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 rightfully so, you know. Like he he's looking at it as you know. And then the, there's the, an, there's another ad that has what they de- they determine as documents, but one of the documents is a uh, uh, a court. Uh, it's a, it
1: references the court decision. Um, what was it? called? It's. Um, I'll have it up in a second. This is the part that everyone loves when we go. Uh, okay, Ashcroft versus free speech. Yes,
2: and it's basically it's it's pro pro pedophilia. So I, I, I don't I don't know many people on this on this planet that that are pro pedophilia in any form or fashion. And so, Blasiaga. Goes and on the 25th of November, they file a lawsuit against the people that 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 did this this ad, this agency. ad agency. Uh, yeah, yeah they went after the agency, and the agency in return is saying that there were three people from Basiago Blas- that were there. That that that, that, it, that it was you know that everybody was is, is pretty much intertwined in this thing. So number one, fuck Blasiaga, because you're involved in it. So number one, fuck you. But, but my whole thing is, wow. Can you imagine that you decide to have an ad campaign and you are trying to spread brand awareness and trying to get some buzz, and you've got Sean Oliver and Kevin Nash talking about Balenciaga that we would never, ever talk about. Tucker Carlson made such a big deal out of it that he made me Google it. Right. And it's like everybody fell into the trap of exactly – it was a fucking ad campaign, you morons. And what did you guys do? You gave them free you, you gave them free air, free time, you let everybody know who this is. And guess what? There are people out there that just because they don't like Tucker Carlson will go buy a bag. Mm. We'll go buy sunglasses. Well, it's just like it's like, man, you you, you gotta think before you just become outraged. Because number one when when I first moved to Europe in the early eighties and was playing ball over there, there were naked women on on advertisements on television like it was nobody's business right. it's a, It's a very, very different culture. now that we we have went so far, I mean at this point right now it's it's i I, I would say that we're almost like the pilgrims you know with 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 our, our and,
1: and, morality uh thing
2: but it's it, it, it's like there's, there's there's nobody that's that's it's such a anybody that's a pedophile. but the whole thing is is it it, it becomes this 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 talking point where well yeah the liberals you know they they they're pedophiles and they drink babies blood and it's like who fucking like who believes that and then you realize it's like
1: oh like twenty percent of the country. Hmm. Well, as as people are indignantly, uh, I I don't I, I don't know for a fact who Tucker Carlson voted for, but I'm I'm gonna guess it's the guy who said he enjoyed walking up to women and grabbing them by the pussy. Um, as as we as, as we still profess to be the uh, the 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 the, morale, the party of family values, I guess was the old uh, cliche that uh, people used to tease bush about uh, bush one um bush number one um but uh let's be uh let's be honest here for, well first of all l- let me go back to the ads for a minute if we could see that the i don't have a problem with the bears in the bondage okay i kind of like that. i think they should sell them like that with those outfits but just just put adults put adults there, with there, the there, bears the problem bat- was the kids
2: there's an actual picture of that of that same bear somewhere on the internet, and you can tell that it's a fashion. It's it, it's just the bear being held. You can see there's a, there's a, a like a a picture where there's a, a a lean leg that looks like a model with a with a heel on, and it shows that like that she's carrying that bear and it's during the the fashion week in Paris. Mm. That's where it should have stayed. Yeah, you know and. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Right, right. Okay, but yeah, still, I mean, if you look it's at provocative, that, provocative. Go, 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 go back to, to, be. to that. It, that. That doesn't she? Maybe she doesn't. She doesn't have heels on, does she? She's got sneakers. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, even even that. But you
1: know. The the bare bondage doesn't bother me. It's the, the kids in the photo. It's the kids yeah. The, it, but it, like it, you said, you have to do stuff to cut through the noise. Yeah. I have no doubt that there was a, and I, I this is speculation. I've not talked to anybody at Balenciaga or the ad agency or the photographer. Everyone who's blaming each other. Um, but to cut through the noise, you got to be bad. You got to be bad. You got to be rude. So. Even if it wasn't a, a predetermined plan, certainly nobody raised their hand to stop it when it was being shot. No it got shot, printed, uh, photoshopped, all that shit it went right.
2: I, I, to me I, it, it was absolutely planned because there's no way that that many things, just you, you grab a, st- a stack of documents, and one of them, just, the one on top, just has to has to be just yeah, has yeah. to be that. Come on, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we talked about we we talked about JFK's assassination last week. I mean, this kind of you know, What, what is that, that? Pick a doc. Just grab it. Go over to that that room. Just watch out for the rats eat the the cannabis. Yeah, and just grab, um, just some, grab, grab something gra- off the printer. That, yeah, yeah. Grab, grab grab a
1: document. <laughs> Jesus. i was just laying around the office
2: unbelievable yeah <laughs> uh, what a fucking world right
1: yeah for this one kevin this is kind of a lighthearted, fun one um uh i guess kamala missed some promos <laughs> that were supposed to be shot so uh mean gene burns a little tape and uh then let's uh let's kamala have it let's take a look
3: Friday. I wonder if you could get him to not put
2: this.
3: To I know. Is That that means I missed interviews Jumbo. in St. Louis. Not to be. Right. Isn't is that what that means, Friday? That, that he missed interviews in St. Louis when he should have been there? It was on the booking sheet. He missed interviews. <laughs> uh-huh. Come here. No, I'm not kidding. Come here, Friday. Come here, Come on in here. Friday, uh, you're kayfabe. Come here. Right, sure. You speak of the language. Uh, Kamala, what's this shit about uh, you missing uh, interviews in St. Louis? I want I want an honest answer here. I'm gonna confront you. I'm just like, uh, what's his name, Walter Cron- Cron- Cronk- Cronkite. Uh, I don't speak English, and I can't read English, so I missed the interview. Yeah, Well, that, uh, I thought we had it, though. It was written up uh, in Swahili by James Barnett. I thought you would have got the goddamn message. This is ridiculous. When you're supposed to be in St. Louis for interviews, what the hell are you doing sitting on your ass in some goddamn hotel over in Ipswich, Illinois?
2: Uh, I do a little funky funky.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a very good. That's that's real good. Okay, good. Yes, we're going to be right back after this. Thank you, Kamala. And good Friday.
1: <laughs> I love Gene. Oh, God. He's so classic. Was
2: he oh. as fucking
1: chill as... as... I would imagine he was. He was
2: a five foot eight Sean Connery. <laughs> he was I mean God, he was he was so great. And he the driest humor. I, I mean, just so I I loved him, man. I mean I, I, I spent as much if, anytime he'd always say, "Hey uh, Nash, you want to come uh, down after that and we'll get a pop," I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!"
1: I'd belly up to the bar with him all the time because I mean it was just. I think you told me a story. It might even be online somewhere. I think I think it was on camera that you guys had, you you had flights to Florida and you had some time. No,
2: and- we're We le- were leaving the. We were leaving the. Uh, it was the Hall of Fame, and so it's. It's it was uh, two 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 across and first, and we're leaving San Francisco at about uh, God I don't know it's, it's it's the it's I went in I went in the Hall of Fame so it's it's 2015, and uh, and Gene's next to me and Zabisco had gotten stoned. No, before, be, before yeah, <laughs> Larry had gotten stoned before he went out and did the Hall of Fame. And of course, like you, you think in your mind, I'll get stoned and I'll be really entertaining. And Larry got on the Parliament Big Ben in European vacation. He couldn't get off. He couldn't get off. <laughs> and so he come up and he walks by, and uh, he's on he's on Gene's side. I'm 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 uh, C. He's D and then Larry's on on the other side of, of Gene in, in the aisle and uh, Larry says how, and, and, and Gene says, it was the absolute drizzling, shit's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, Larry. Yeah, you know, because nobody would ever say that. Nobody would ever say that, you know? And Larry, and, and, and Larry just like, like, looked at him like he was waiting for Gene and Gene just turned back to me and was talking. And we, and we already had drinks. We had drinks in front of us. Gene and I drank the whole way to Atlanta. And I think he was fly, He would fly to West Palm, and I would fly to Daytona. And, um, you yeah, know, he, he had to make a phone call, but he was just like, oh, excuse me, I'm going to make a phone call. And, you know, he went out and made, we made a phone call, and we walked down to the uh, we, you know, I still call them crown rooms, even though they're sky lounges now, mm-hmm. but back in the day with it, the, they were always the crown rooms. And, uh, I mean, we just, we walked in there, we drank until it was like last call to, you know, for our flights. And we were like a gate apart. And we just, I mean, just, we walked through it and I know he got on that plane and got a drink the minute, cause I know I did. I got I got into Daytona Beach. It was one of those things where I I, I was I walked out I like walked down the, the the you know the ramp I didn't walk down the ramp but the, took the escalator down the baggage, and uh, you're standing there and now the whole uh, that's when it hits you like, holy fuck. Like. So that was one of those ones where you. You pull up and, you know, you, you don't have a garage door opener, so you're banging on the hurricane shutter, and your wife's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm fucking hammered. I had to take a cab home. <laughs> like, you know, that's when you know you're finally an adult is when you don't get behind the wheel if you're, you know, it's like, no.
1: Well, I picture Gina a scotch drinker. Is he uh, is he a scotch drinker?
2: He was, uh, was at, he? at that point... I gene a gene was switched to vodka because he was waiting on a liver transplant or a, kid, <laughs> or a kidney transplant or something it was
1: yeah just like, unbelievable yeah you know? don't use click this for medical advice everybody no. out there just a no. disclaimer but he was yeah, he was he was kevin i'm gonna be switching a vodka uh, while i wait on this kidney <laughs> Just made the call real quick to see if any came in, if there were any motorcycle fatalities overnight. I've got some time.
2: I remember one time he was uh, we we did those face-to-faces and um, it was it was uh, Sean Wallman was wrestling somebody, and the, the, the other guy took up way too much time, and Gene said, Well, one, two, three, kid, your breath of fresh air, we're out of time. <laughs> That was the ongoing thing where Sean was a breath of fresh air. And of course, the <laughs> one, two, three kids, a breath of fresh air, and we're out of time. And, like, he, he he, left shortly, like, I don't know if I was there six months before he went to WCW. And they put Stan Lane in that spot. They put a couple of different people. They brought in the, the, the guy that did uh, – that followed Richard Dawson that committed suicide. Oh, uh, Ray Combs. They brought Ray Combs in to do face to face. Oh. I think maybe Jock Rujo did a couple. Like, nobody could. It, it just with Gene, it was uh, like Gene
1: s- was just seamless. Yeah, you know who could have? I would have put Fink in that spot. I think he probably could have pulled. Fink would have been
2: too. Um, Because it was it was too conversational and Fink was too it was. It it was so funny because you know you're you're basically like, like we are is how how it looked you know, the two the two shot yeah yeah yeah. with with, with different backgrounds and you know, so it looked like you you were somewhere else and of course Gene was at the uh, control center, Hmm. but you were basically with a fucking piping and a and a and a, and a, a. cloth between you and anytime like somebody would just lambace you you go fuck you <laughs> like, like there's no way it's like no, you ain't like no like you get the guy would bury you P- perfect would always do that kurt would be like he would bury kurt and kurt would go ah suck my dick use that and they'd be like okay
1: you have that? a funny one uh it's uh, it's not an outtake they used it um I forget the reference you made, but you uh, it was you and Brett do, doing one together. And you cracked him up with, with some reference. You know, because Brett's always like to Yeah. But you cracked him up with something, and he broke, and he laughed. I'm going to find it for next week. Um, that was for sur- Survivor Series. <coughs> it is for- time for Florida Man or oh, Jersey God. Guy. It is time I'm, for I'm you too- to continue to defend your <laughs> record as you get your uh, emphysema going over there. Jack Klugman, suddenly my co-host. Um, All right. Yeah. Two headlines. Real headlines. One from the uh, fair state of Florida and one from up here in Jersey. Man arrested after reportedly burglarizing home of families attending funerals. If you need a new level of low, folks, you have it. And man charged with threatening to shoot his neighbor for farting in front of his house. So man arrested after reportedly burglarizing homes. I'm going to go
2: with Florida man for, for shooting somebody for farting because Florida man wouldn't be smart enough to look at the obituaries to to coincide with uh,
1: the houses that would be empty. We got you this week. Wow. So uh, Florida man um, Ronald Rose had been arrested for at least 10 burglaries Um which he uh, is believed to have committed after watching families attend a funeral. He knew the home would be empty and he would run over there and burglarize the home. Uh, Let's see. Do I have a city here? He's Welsh, too, so he's he's Volusia County. Okay, yeah. Could be, I think, Orlando. This might have been Orlando. Okay. And uh, and then uh, our friend, uh, let's see here, All right, our friend uh, appears to be from the Teaneck area. Daniel Collins um, pulled a thirty-two caliber revolver and threatened to put a hole in his uh, gassy neighbor's head for uh, tearing ass in front of his house. Uh, No, that's still Florida, man. There he is. There we go. He doesn't look like he's got gas problems at all. No.
2: Since it always kills me when one of my childhood heroes, like Jim Brown, just
1: goes, hey, why? thought you were going to do John Amos. <laughs> Could have went in a couple of directions
2: there. Wasn't I John Amos?
1: You actually were John, I, I was John in Amos the, in the film. Click yeah. this, the film. The casting, go find that. I think it was episode two. Uh, <clears throat> Kev, last week, you someone mentioned Demolition. And we kind of got on the bandwagon that, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that that they should be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, big outpouring from the public going along with it. Then I remembered something. I actually didn't realize uh, part of this, but I did remember that Bill Eadie told me, can't remember if it was on air on one of the kayfabe shows or if it was off air, that he fought WWE to keep the demolition axe trademark so but then someone informed me that he was part of the the concussion lawsuit the big class action suit um against wwe and these might have been reasons very logical thinking would tell you that they were probably reasons that bill Eady is not in the wwe hall of fame whether for demolition super, yeah, superstar whatever uh, what was the uh, Mongo, uh, the, uh, but anyway, it, it led me to thinking about some of these other lawsuits that had been floating around the zeitgeist, the wrestling zeitgeist over the past, uh, few decades. And, um, there were so much more than I, I even remembered, um, the concussion lawsuit. This was, uh. This was a big one. Uh, I think it was. I'll get some of these names here. Billy Jack, Vito, Luther Reigns, Family of Mabel, and Matt Bourne, Matt Osborne, Road Warrior Animal, Snooka, Orndorff, Chavo, Senior and Junior, Brian Clark, Ahmed Johnson, Kamala, The Hebners, King Kong Bunny, Ken Patera, Sabu, Demolition, John Nord, uh, Johnny the Bull, Jim Brunzel, Butchery, jazz, Janetti, Heinrich, Warlord, Barbarian—a a long list. Um, it was it was dismissed. What do you think about the listen? The head trauma thing is real, right? We we know this now. We're at a point now where NFL, WWE, everyone's acknowledging that there's a medical responsibility uh, when you employ athletes that are going to participate in this kind of high-impact activity. But so many of these issues, specifically the concussions, happened years, in some cases that people were talking about decades, before any of the CTE stuff was really uh, probed and prodded so can they be held responsible for something, as a company, I mean, well, NFL I, I, or WWE, that nobody was aware of? I would look at it this way, okay? So I,
2: I would say that if you broke in, at, at, in in the WWE, like if you went through their system and went through, it never took a bump anywhere else. And then when you when your career was over with the WWE, you found out that you had CTE or had some kind of traumatic brain injury, or, or you would have a maybe a case. But since
1: everybody on that list was from disparate territories and yeah,
2: I, I know for a fact the first time that I I went down to the wrestling ring, and you know they, they do the the first one where you pay, you back then you used to, you used to pay fifteen hundred dollars. And they would make you do five hundred squats, five hundred step ups, you know push ups sit ups, and then they'd make you run the ropes, and then they'd bring some shooters in there to sugar you for for what purpose just to to fucking run you off, so you could just you know they'd get twelve guys down there, take your fifteen hundred bucks, and then nobody'd show up the next next Monday for class, oh at wrestling schools yeah wrestling right school. oh oh okay, sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But so I, I I was you know of course i I show up Monday down to this Quonset hut in Lovejoy, Georgia, and they're like nobody's there, so I call the the guy that uh, buddy buddy Lee that you know I said, hey I said him, I'm down here, man and he calls Jody and Jody says, uh, well, who's down there he goes, you're not going to believe it man the the big one so they come down I, I wait like a half hour somebody shows up they and you know, they basically Jody came down and we watched some uh, some tapes, and we he just talked psychology with me. We didn't do anything the first day, and I would get I, I, sw- I was working day shift, so I would get off at the cheetah and go down to this this, this school, which was probably twenty miles south of the cheetah. And uh, but I remember when we, we when, when finally you know, we started getting some some guys down there. And we would do, you know, like used to do, what, like we had maybe 10 people. And you'd have two in each corner and a guy in the middle. And you'd come out and you'd hip toss the guy, hip, you know, you'd hip toss people. And, or you'd get in a line and then arm drag 10 people and get in the back of that line. And, you know, just, you know, you, you, you would do arm drags and hip tosses till, I mean. And, and, and we, it was a boxing ring mm. with plywood with carpet remnants for a padding and canvas. Mm. And I, I, I remember getting my bell rung like twice the first month, you know? So if you're not smart enough to know that if you continue to do that, that you're not going, it's like I remember my, my, when my when my dad passed, they, they, they took me down to, to, to do some, uh, some boxing. And, uh, I remember the first time a kid man, peppered me in the face with that, with that with that boxing glove, and I was like, "Oh, God, that fucking sucks!" <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, if I do this the rest of my life. You think that might rattle my brain a
1: little bit? Yeah, it's like, uh, come on, guys. Yeah, I don't know why they they kind of. <sighs> The model that they use with this is similar. Assuming responsibility is kind of like what they do with the uh, with rehab, right? Because even if I mean there are guys that worked and smoked and snorted all over the country through the '80s, but the WWE will still cover their rehab, even if their their issues were not necessarily related. That was to their send, time in WWE.
2: Every January they send out a form letter that if you need, you know, if you need drug help that they'll, they'll, they'll pick up the, the tab.
1: Yeah. I guess when you, when you become the biggest game in town, that's some of the, some of the fallout from that, having to kind of take responsibility for the entire wrestling industry. Well, I mean, they did swallow up all the territories anyway, and and kind of assumed them. And, but with that, they're taking responsibility for uh, for assuming the problems that came with some of those in some of those territories. Yeah, I tell Which, you I what, noble, one, of, right? one of my
2: when when you sent me the list, yeah, um, I, I had no idea that when Hall and Nash went down and and they they didn't call us anything and basically let the people think that it was Diesel and Razor coming down. That part of that settlement. That uh the WWE won was that they had first option to buy WCW.
1: I saw that. Yeah, I have the item here. WWF sued WCW for Kevin and Scott's portrayal of their WWE trademark gimmicks and won. Part of the settlement was that WWF had first or WWE had first chance to purchase WCW if it ever came up for sale.
2: Now, let's go let's go into the conspiracy theory of was you you way, had a bear
1: in bondage when you came to the ring.
2: No, I mean, but the people say that I single-handedly destroyed WCW. Of course I did. I knew who the, had, had first rights to buy, to I, buy had a, it. I had a back end on that thing, man. I, now it all makes
1: sense, you idiots, doesn't it? <laughs> it'll be out there. You laugh, but it'll be out there. Finger
2: poke at doom. Oh, pay pay a million
1: dollars for WCW? The toothpick, I, I it wasn't in my notes here, but I know there was an issue, right, with Scott coming out with the toothpick on WCW television. Didn't have the razor chains or anything. Yeah, but he he he, all, but he, he, he the, when he was the diamond stud, he had a toothpick. Yeah, but did, didn't they? Didn't he have no, to I'm, do the, away with it?
2: No, I'm talking about when he, when he came out when the, he debuted the same night as I did as Oz. Mm-hmm. So he's in WCW as as the diamond stud, and he has a toothpick. He takes the toothpick to WCW. I mean, to WWE. to to do Razor. Yeah, to to do Razor. And then goes back. So he's already established the toothpick before he he went to. to... I remember when when McDevitt was, was doing the deposition, and he would, they would sit there and, and they would put, and this is back like, you know, and they would do st- like slides. And you'd sit there and like, who's this? And i say, Scott Hall. That's not Razor Ramon? No, it's Scott Hall. Well, it, it, in what, it, no, you're asking me who that is. I, I, I identify that as Scott Hall. And then he, he goes on and who's this? I said, Kevin Ashley, that's not Diesel. Finally, I, p- I took my driver's license out and I said, it's Kevin Nash.
1: I said, "You guys aren't that stupid, right?" Trying to get you to say, yeah. that you are identifying a trademarked character yeah. as opposed to the, like, the man." I said,
2: I, said I, don't, I, "I don't call, I don't call Scott Razor. I don't call Ch- Sean Michaels the Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> I don't. I call Kid Kid." So if anybody, I mean, you, you got you,
1: you might be able to get
2: me on that.
1: No, but, but he was Lightning Kid before he was the 1-2-3 right. kid, so it could be a reference to that.
2: So it's like one of those things where. Yeah.
1: Bill Eady sues WWE regarding the trademark of Demolition. Okay, he's released from WWE contract due to a failure to perform according to WWE. Uh, Edie begins to perform as Axis the Demolisher, and the WWF sues him. Edie countersues regarding a supposed promised contract for life as an agent. Eventually, this gets settled out of court, and I guess that's where the, uh, the uh, trademark uh, is given to him, according to him. Warrior sues WWE for his portrayal in the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD in 2005. Warrior claimed the release of the DVD violated a settlement agreement regarding the trademark and use of them. The court ruled against him. Uh, Warrior sued uh, in 1996, claiming ownership of the Warrior name and trademark and won. I wonder if before or after that he made himself himself, Warrior.
2: He made himself Warrior at that point. Okay, so that's where it happened. He changed his legal name and everything else. Right.
1: Did he came, I, what's his he name? Came oh. in like '98. Jim Helwick. No, no, no. But did, did his wife become? She's Mrs. Warrior. Warrior. She's mm-hmm. Dana Warrior. Dana Warrior. Okay. Listen, Dana. That's right. That's her name. There he is. '93. There you go. Okay. Alberto Del Rio sued to have his 90-day non-compete nullified and settled by WWE. Del Rio was prevented from working in Mexico due to his non-compete. See, now we get into this 1099 independent contractor non-compete shit. You can't tell your plumber that he's not allowed to work on your neighbor's house next week. Nope. Um. WWE did allow him to work after reaching a deal, mainly to keep him quiet from talking about racist instances he dealt with in the company. I I know this because we hired him right out of this to do a U shoot. shoot, um, and we knew there was stuff he he could and couldn't talk about. But he was he was pretty forthcoming with with as much as he he could regarding his time over there.
2: I always got along with him.
1: I thought he was cool as hell.
2: Yeah, i guess just a good guy.
1: Jesse Ventura sued Titan Sports for royalties, the DVD deals, and he won in 1991. Jesse was told—see, gimmick infringement there. That's yours. I can't do the Jesse. That's entirely yours. Uh, He was told that um, only feature performers got royalties during his contract negotiation regarding videotape sales. Jesse finds out in November of 1991. 91, that that wasn't true. He sues for $2 million and he wins $801,333 from a jury, along with uh, $8,600 in back pay. Vince was so mad he would go on to edit out Jesse's voice from all former broadcasts. What was the DVD deal, f- DVD deal for you guys? Was it a regular, uh, I mean, it's not like a SAG thing, but... Well, it was actually I mean, it was, um, VHS when I got there. That's true. All right, so
2: videotapes. Yeah, you got videotape money. Yeah, you did. Okay, no, we got a whole royalty thing. I get I get a breakdown uh, of every item that's that's uh, like my royalty breakdowns
1: from uh, quarterly is is. You should show that to podcast heat. I'd like a similar breakdown for this show. Um, Brock and WWE suit each other in 2006 for the right to wrestle Brock wanted to wrestle and WWE attempted to upload their non-compete from his walking out of the WWE in 2004, nine months after he walked out, Brock went to Japan to explore opportunities. WWE threatened him not to wrestle. Brock sued stating the non-compete was six years and was too long and he needed to earn an income. Uh, it, uh, it rendered, uh, the judge rendered the deal dead. Uh, but a six-year non-compete for an independent contract, this is madness. Contractor.
2: That's like the – or we can terminate you for no reason whatsoever. Right. but And, yeah. and then there were but, but, 20, but, uh, 64 no, before yeah, that. Yeah,
1: 64 before that. Sixty-four reasons in a WWE contract that you could be terminated for, and the sixty-fifth is basically, no, for, we, or, or we for can terminate no you for whatever reason. reason.
2: No reason whatsoever. Just get rid of you. Why the fuck would you sign
1: that? Who I, I didn't. I said no. I'm not signing this. Why bother with the sixty-four though? not just have that one. We can fire you. Because
2: see, the, the whole thing is, is it, anytime somebody sends you. A, eight hundred and thirty-five page uh, document. <laughs> you have to you have to do one of two things. You have to have the due diligence to read it yourself and make notes and everything else throughout it, and then take it to your lawyer, so you can say, could you check this? Because you sure as hell ain't going to give it give that that many pages to a lawyer. And put him on the clock. Oh, because, forget it. Your yeah, fortune. You, you, you'll be ten grand in the hole before you even fucking dis- determine whether or not you want to sign the thing.
1: Get up on that mic, big dog. I want. To, I want to hear every word of this. So,
2: so my thing was always this. Um, every time I, 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 after I left the WWE and went to WCW, we just had deal memos. I do a one-page deal memo.
1: What do you What do you put on it? Just the term. The term.
2: We the put. Money. We, the, yeah. The, uh, the, how long? Right. Co- compensation. Right. And then um, the royalty. The royalties uh, and merchandising was always a separate merchandising agreement that they had, and then you could always, you know, go through that. But it was basically.
1: Like travel? We, Would you put travel and oh, accommodations yeah. on? Oh like yeah, okay. first
2: first class air for uh, four star hotel, luxury luxury rental cars. Yeah, the only thing we the only thing Scott and I were paying for was we were paying for um, gas and food. Would you get a per diem? No, Hulk okay.
1: did. <laughs> the Hulk the Hogan contract Charles Austin sued WWF for his injury in his match with the Rockers in 1990 he won 26.7 million uh he sued that he wasn't explained the rocker dropper correctly and the result of the move rendered him paralyzed a jury did rule in his favor 26 million that was no joke yeah but who cares yeah but who wants to take the, the yeah. deal with the uh, ramifications of that yeah Martha Hart, of course, with uh, Owen's death, she filed a wrongful death suit against WWF and the rigging company for Owen's uh, device. $18 million was the settlement in mediation. DDP sued Jay-Z. Do you know this? Regarding the hand gesture of the diamond. Jay-Z started using the diamond hand gesture to help uh, promote his uh, brand in 2007. And uh, DDP in turn sued, and they settled out of court. I wonder what that amount was. We'll have to call Dallas. I sued
2: um, Universal Wrestling Company, which well, was which was WCW after they after they they went uh, went out of business. Uh, for sued them for what? I sued them for merchandise. It never paid us any merchandise.
1: Was that after they were assumed by WWE?
2: Yes. So <clears throat> I just waited, waited, waited. I I I found all kind of, you know, I'd go to stores and take, you know, photographs and uh and I'm talking about photographs, not off your phone. I'm talking about photographs. Mm-hmm. And I had put my case together and the minute uh they called me up and they said WWF has has bought WCW. Do you want to come to Panama City and do the last show? Fuck no. And by the way, <laughs> <laughs> and, by, yeah. and by the way, John Taylor will be calling you tomorrow. Now, we've it, it was so funny so we so we we they they they, do, they want to mediate first. So we go to the top uh, I think it was the height or the top of the Marriott in uh, in Atlanta, and I'm, a, I'm in uh, I'm in Daytona Beach. It was a you know, 45 50 minute flight, and they, they provide car service, and I, I go and they come in and they're and I I think we asked for two million, and their opening offer was fifty thousand, and. I, I, I got up and I walked out of the room and so I got half hour goes by and I get a call and Otto was uh was one of the attorneys that worked for, for John and Otto says to me he goes Kev where you at and I said I'm on my way to the airport he says what I said I'm on my way to the airport he goes seriously. I said, "No, I'm on my way to the airport." He goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm going home." I said, "If they if, if my if we're at, at two million and they're open is fifty, like, the, the, like
1: they 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 to too much to talk about." Yeah, point, like, yeah,
2: we're not we're we're not we're not getting anything done. So he says, "Well, let me go back in there. Hold on a 2nd I'm, like, I'm in a cab. I'm I'm on my way back to the airport. I didn't take their fucking car service. I just grabbed a cab in front of the hotel, so they've you know, oh my god, like you know, because that's what I, I I before I left, I basically said, you know, you guys have shredded all the all the uh, paperwork, like you basically like you're you you guys are like you can call yourselves Universal Wrestling Company. But you guys are Turner, and you guys at this point they're 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 owned by uh, AOL. I said you're still. I mean, I said you're a Fortune 500. Like you guys, this isn't going to fly. And I just got up and left. And so then they, so we come back and we go. They said, you know, what about 250? And I said, I said. Do I need to leave the room again? If we're jumping by 200s, I have to leave another 10 times. And she, so finally, the lady that's in charge says to me, she goes, we're only allowed to settle up to $800,000. That's all I'm approved of. I said, why don't we break for lunch and see if you can't get approval for more than that? So we broke for lunch. We came back, and there was a, a another offer, and it was like, like, I'm on a non-disclosure, so I'm not gonna. T- <laughs> right. But I, but I'll but 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 I'll, I will say this, that it was just like, now that is a nice. That's a nice, you know. And more uh, importantly, it's, though, a, it's incredible what that uh,
1: that extra zero does. <laughs> but more importantly, you um, you got a favorable NWA merchandise deal down the road, not just for what you hadn't been paid in mean, back like, royalties, but
2: going forward. Going, going forward, once the WWF now WWE has yeah i, right. I got a, i got a great i got a great deal but they they always taken care of me the right. WWE the WWE has always taken care of me i've never had a, any contractual problems
1: with them whatsoever okay except that that long 500 page document but you got yeah. down to a single page deal, member, just by cutting out sixty four reasons to fire. No, we just,
2: you. I never, we, we never signed anything. We just, me and Paul, Paul was. Uh, uh, uh,
1: which time was this? When, when? This
2: is when I came back uh, the CM Punk. Uh,
1: oh, oh, okay. So that was fairly recent. Yeah,
2: because yeah. I just, I, I knew that it wasn't gonna. I mean, I was like fifty something years old already. Yeah, you were. You know, I mean, it was like, and. I just looked at Paul. I said, we're, we're, "We're like best friends. You want me to go? I'll leave. I'll tell. I'll tell you if if, if I don't want to do this anymore. I'll tell you. Like, why do we got to do all this other shit? If,
1: we're, if I'm really a ten ninety nine, right? But I mean, he was. He he's put in the position where he has to, right? Well, at yeah, the time, but I mean, it was. But Papa it, Vince was still but, running but, the deal.
2: Lauren, I wasn't going to get me to fucking sign anything. Because I just said I don't care. I just, I'll just go home. Mm-hmm. You know that's like when they, when uh, TNA put these uh, this sheet out, and you had to sign your name and the time, and they were gonna find you if, if you were late. And I would sign my name, Kevin Nash, and for the time I would put 10.99. And I did it every week. And they said, you know, they pulled me aside. and I said, listen, I said.
1: If you, if you look. So it was like a time, like signing into the class, like the classroom, you sign in. Yeah.
2: You had to sign in the time. And like there was a, but they would pick up, like I would have to go find the paper because I'd get there at four, you know, and you had to be there like at 11 or something. I'd get there at four o'clock. And uh, so finally I I, I get pulled in, you know, they want to talk to me. And Dixie says to me, I said, listen, I said. And I went ahead and I already printed it from from the uh, internet, and it says, you know, you you are an employee if and the number one thing is you have to report to work at a specific time. Right. That's in the state of Florida. That's I mean, and that's where I'm signing. So I said, like, I said, I'm, and Dixie, you know, looked at me and I said, I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk about stock options, medical, and whatever else you you want to give me as an employee. If not, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not going to smarten anybody up to what I'm doing. only person I'm worried about is me because I'm an independent contractor. I said, and today they just went like, it wasn't like I got, I got, you know, gathered everybody up in the arena. Like three minutes later, and said, "Hey, that you guys, by the way, they can't do that." Right, nah, yeah. I didn't do that. Everybody else wants to, you
1: know, be a sheep. Be a sheep. That law, that lawsuit uh, happened. Raven uh, Canyon and Mike Sanders sued WWF regarding the independent contractor status. Uh, many wrestlers were joined, but the lawsuit states wrestlers were um, intentionally and incorrectly hired as independent contractors. The case is thrown out over the wording in the details the wrestlers were signing. When I talked to Scotty about it, I think it was it was on air in Breaking Kayfabe. I think he said that there was a statute of limitations that had expired also so maybe that was another of the contributing factors so it wasn't like they didn't try and uh i, I can't imagine that that's the only time that that's been brought to court once
2: i think what it happens though is, is is as soon as you like when you when you sent me the things and i saw how many times Edie it, it, it went after the WWE, i'm like okay well you got to know that as soon as you as soon as you Put a lawsuit against somebody, you're, you're burning that bridge. Well, yeah, you know. But guess what? If if if, if the entity no longer exists, you can sue them. <laughs> I, I I didn't see WCW having wrestling anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. So there's the
1: uh, there's the, uh, the 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 Nash strategy there. Yeah. Just be patient. Don't don't watch well, it start yeah. to die on the vine. Yeah, what, 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 once
2: you realize that you, you don't need to go back over that bridge, blow it up.
1: Right. Uh, let's see, Hogan. Hogan had his, uh, his day in court, sued WCW for defamation of character regarding Vince Russo's shoot promo at Bash at the Beach. Hogan claimed Russo went into business for himself and went against the script on what took place at Bash at the Beach 2000 regarding his match with Jeff Jarrett. He also sued that he wasn't the featured wrestler on the show, as required in the contract, and his right for creative control was denied. WCW countersued that Hogan didn't appear on six pay-per-views in a calendar year. Hogan won the defamation case, but the other stuff was dismissed. Billy Corgan sued TNA regarding non-payment on loans. Billy was helping uh, TNA fund tapings due to a lack of money in the company. Uh, Billy thought by doing this he was buying into the company. TNA won the case and only ruled that TNA owed him the money back, no ownership in TNA. Uh, there was that race racial lawsuit. Uh, yeah. WCW, Bobby Walker, Hardbody, Hardbody Harrison, and Sonny Ono. Uh, For racial discrimination. Walker stated Caucasian opponents were told to make black wrestlers look bad. Uh, Also said there was a pay scale difference. It was settled out of court with uh, WWF after they purchased WCW. So that's one of those things, man. When you buy a company, you buy its history.
2: Yeah.
1: And and all the problems therein. Um, Jeff Jarrett sued Anthem Sports for using footage from Global Force Wrestling. One of the hotter lawsuits in wrestling there. Uh, CM Punk and Colt Cabana sued each other regarding a lawsuit from their podcast. And uh, uh, Dr. Chris Ammon, um, he sues Punk and Cabana regarding this particular podcast. Punk went on Cabana's podcast to talk about how he was never uh, diagnosed correctly with a staph infection. And Dr. Chris sued both for defamation. The uh, rumor and innuendo was that WWE was funding the lawsuit to get back at Punk. I don't know if that's true, but Punk and Cabana do win.
2: I think that's a misprint. I think it was actually a yeast infection.
1: Oh, didn't get that from the math, though, probably. (laughs) I actually want to ask you, how did you guys not get staph infections every other week with just... Like I nicks remember, and scrapes god, on What the was
2: the, what, Filthy mattress. What uh, was the? What was the uh, thing that that, mats. that that would go around? It was um, oh god, it was like uh, scabies. Like you, like the, there would be like scabie outbreaks. You know. Yeah. I remember one time they they they, they, they were cl- they were cleaning. It was down at uh, log cabin where they had the the, the first power plant. And they were cleaning the mats, like the canvases. Mm. And, oh, my God. It was like, if you, if you, if you took a, a white washcloth and went underneath your car <laughs> and, and, and cleaned it, and then how many times you'd have to rinse it out. To, it was so disgusting. I was just like, oh, God. We're, and we're on that? Yeah. That's why I always wore elbow pads. I always wear elbow pants. I was in long pants. I mean, I had I, I was as covered as I could be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, I can't believe that you didn't hear more about that stuff just because of how how filthy those mats are, and you are getting scrapes, and I mean, even if you are not getting color think, and think of how, uh, think of the amount of people that get
2: staph infections in hospitals.
1: Yeah, Where are it's supposed to be sterile. Yeah, exactly. Matt Hardy sues TNA, and TNA sues Matt Hardy for trademarks. Impact filed a lawsuit against Matt Hardy for use of the broken gimmick. Broken gimmick. Impact uh, thought they owned the gimmick because it was used on their TV, but uh, Matt Hardy is able to get the uh, trademarks signed over to him. Well, uh, I, people don't know this, but Disturbed actually sued them both. The group? Yeah. Because I'm broken. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sid sues WCW's holding company after the sale Uh, for his injury from early 2001. He says that he was pressured into jumping off the second rope at a WCW pay-per-view, which would lead to his injury by Johnny Ace. He said he wasn't comfortable doing it, and Sid lost that case. Sable sues Uh, WWF. It's
2: funny Uh because Dutch, I was watching uh, one of Dutch's podcasts, and Dutch said he got paid. And I was like,
1: L- looking for a new uh, facial style, uh, facial hairstyle?
2: No, I was just, I always got along with Dutch. I like Dutch. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, if you wonder what I'm doing, there's like a, a, a black spot on the hardwood floor underneath me, and OCD man just saw it, and I was just like, okay, that's good. <laughs> i got to get that off the When
1: ground, you so. roll back, I now just assume, as does the entire viewing audience, that you're relieving yourself in some capacity? No. All right. No. But I, I, you know
2: what? I won't make the mistake that I did last week.
1: You got a nice big
2: fat bottle there, yeah, huh? Yeah, I got a I got a 32 ounce, of, 32 ounce of urine collector. <laughs> I had to bail, man. I was just like, I was just like, oh. like I'm thinking, like it, it, it was almost like when you, it, it was that same thing as when you hold your piss for like the last 40 miles you drive to your house. The minute you hit your driveway and you hit the remote for the garage, it's like that door never moves any slower than right then. Right. And it's just like, and I've always planted bushes around so I could just hop out and piss.
1: Ugh. getting gardening advice and everything today. Yeah. Sable sues WWF for sexual harassment in 1999, trying to get out of her contract. She filed a $110 million lawsuit regarding sexual harassment. She sued that she was pressured to reveal her breasts on national television, and that guys would punch holes in walls to see into the women's dressing room. Was this after she was a completely naked playboy? Uh have to check that this was 99 uh she wanted the rights to her name and also profits to future merchandise it was settled nicole bass i have Mm
2: -hmm. to i'm looking here at the notes and dom and dom put that it was um uh ringworm that's what it was it wasn't it wasn't scabies it was ringworm
1: oh that we should get spreading throughout the locker room okay Nicole Bass sues WWF, $120 million, over sexual harassment. She claims to have been groped by the Brooklyn Brawler. Now, all right. For believability's sake, would you choose Lombardi?
2: Well, not was, you. I'm talking about no, Nicole Bass. Maybe no, you that,
1: she's saying Lombardi chose her. You no, know I'm saying if if you're going to cook up a lawsuit for sexual harassment, yeah, because because nobody.
2: I mean, you, you, she, any. I mean, I, it, Nicole Bass was not you know, got God, you know, God bless her. Uh, was not a very attractive human being. So. The first, my first choice would be somebody with a with a white with a white stick with a red tip. That'd be my first choice as the harasser. Then maybe after that I'd, I'd, I'd go with you know. It wasn't like John Cena was gonna you know.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dawn Marie sues for wrongful termination regarding her pregnancy. She was told the job would be safe after she got pregnant. Then she was released, settled <laughs> out of court. John Stossel, for the smack, sued WWE regarding, uh, regarding uh, Dr. D. David Schultz. Um, Schultz actually, I mean, I guess he didn't pay, pay any of the money because he sued WWF, but he was really the one that lost in that whole deal because he was, he was let go from WWE at uh when it happens and I don't think he's hired elsewhere I don't recall no, s- seeing him
2: that, that, that's such a great clip
1: the smack yeah
2: yeah I mean that's so I, that I, I I don't know him I've never met him but that uh that that got that, that got him over with me
1: <laughs> you never you never hung with Schultz no <clears throat> yeah because he was out, he was out of the business after that. Blacklisted. He won uh Stasel wins four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh Jerry Lawler sues WF regarding the King gimmick in the late eighties here when they were using it with I Harley like Race. this one. I like this one. They they they, they... <clears throat> the settlement. The uh, yeah. the result. Yeah. Right. Well see so he says that um that he's the king of Memphis forever. And he sues regarding that trademark, and he's so fucking over in Memphis. Um, they come back and say that WWF is never allowed to promote anyone else as the king in Tennessee until, of course, Lawler goes to WWE eventually.
3: <coughs>
1: That's huge. That's right along. Oh, how the about lines that, How of- about
2: that whole the, the guy that uh, that that lived in Graceland
1: but didn't they, didn't they call him the King? Right, but already <laughs> being dead, uh, he couldn't run the city anymore. So, that's true. Uh, but Harley Race could, and his ash. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a that's some of the uh, that's true, the, the true se-
2: world seven time true world champion. I told that <laughs> motherfucker. I told that motherfucker that. <laughs> The next time you see me, officer, will be in the parking lot of the arena. I am the main event.
1: All right. Hashtag Ask Nash. A lot of people are always posting, how do I get questions on the show? How do I get It's easy. Just hashtag Ask Nash. We will find them. We get hundreds. I mean, obviously, we can't, can't put all of them in. One guy is consistently trying to get me to ask you. If you ever had to take the stink face from Rikishi and if it smelled, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know how much conversation we could have about that. But he, he consistently s- uh, submits that. So uh, I, I, we at least applaud his uh, his to Veterans with Benefits podcast says, is there a role you wish you would have been cast in? And why would you be a better? Why would you have been better than Billy Bob in Bad Santa? (laughs) Did did I say I would? No, he's saying you would. Oh, (laughs) or they are the the veterans. A role
2: that yeah, uh, Money Penny. I thought I would have made a good Money Penny.
1: What about the the Colonel? um, The Hopkins, the Colonel. You've done that already, actually.
2: Yeah, no, I'm
1: too tall. (laughs) James LeFerink, LeFerink, we French. Hey, fellas, any chance Kev could discuss a story Mick Foley brought up on his podcast about an actress who didn't feel the need to pay for her dinner after a con because she used to act on Silver Spoons? I recall this.
2: Um Mick and I, for, you know, have have been on the con scene for for, for for years. Mick's one of my favorite people on the planet, and um, so, and I, one of the, the it, it, it's always cool to hang out with with people at those cons because you go out to like you know Morton's or something like that, and everybody you know, gets a dinner. But like, I'm one of those people, man, that I absolutely. Cannot take, like, if you're going to be, um, the like, I know now it's just like, every, like, separate checks, mm. like, like, just separate checks, you know? I, I don't care how much more problem it is, because I'm tipping you 30%. They might tip you three, <laughs> but if you, if you want 30% for me, just put my shit on a separate, because I don't, I'm drinking my wine, I'm not sharing my wine. So, I, and I'm sitting next to Mick, and this like the the, the we're putting money in, and, and it's like this girl that was on Silver Spoons, is like I have to pay. I used to be on Silver Spoons. I looked at her and I said, "Yeah, we used to all be something. Now we're doing cons. Like fucking throw some money in, bitch."
1: Wow. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, like, really, Silver Spoons? Well and right, and when your name is the girl from Silver Spoons, I mean that's exactly a commentary
2: on who at the table. And I don't remember what her name was either.
1: But <clears throat> now were you a gentleman and reached over and paid her tab?
2: Fuck no, I got pissed. I called her out. Did you really? Fuck yeah. I said, We're all somebody. Like throw some fucking ducats on the table there, babe. The other reason she didn't want to pay because she saw that everybody else had a line all day and she didn't she, she didn't make no coin.
1: She was going in the hole. Robert out of nowhere says, Were you there for the uh, Je- Jeff Hardy saddest moment in TNA? I guess referring to the uh, no condition to perform match with Sting. No. Okay. Was it there? David I- Van Boglen. Uh Kevin, what's the perfect dinner consist of for the Nash family? What about you, Sean, and the Olivers? You first, Kevin.
2: I got to eat salmon three three or four times a week. Um, I mean, perfect or or what I would want.
1: Well, the perfect dinner. I mean, going out and if I, if
2: I could have if I could have a uh, a, f- a fourteen ounce New York strip, rare, medium rare, no butter, no salt, a little bit of pepper, a baked sweet potato. Dry, steamed green beans, and
1: some red wine. Perfect. Lovely. How about you? Um, you know what? I, I'm kind of easy, so it depends Depends where I am. But right now, all I can think about is the Chinese food that's sitting upstairs waiting for me because this prick couldn't find my house before the show, and I had to go on air hungry. My daughter's the only one that ate. So my General So's Chicken's calling me. But, um, of course, I love a good steak, a special occasion steak at one of the finer steakhouses. Right. I don't um, – all right. If I'm down by you, I like Shula's very much in the uh, in the Dolphin Hotel. So I do try to hit Shula's a couple of times a year. Um, let's see. I'm going to be in Maryland over Christmas at the National Harbor. And there's a uh, – Steve, confirm it for me. Is it the old uh, old Hickory or uh, old Hickory? I think it's called. That's a good steakhouse in the uh, in the Gaylord National Hotel. Um, but oh god, I had a mutton chop. You ever have mutton chop? It's oh, it was massive. At um, oh, I'm drawing a blank.
2: Was it pork?
1: And now it's lamb, but it's it's a massive lamb chop. And uh, treated just like a steak, medium rare. And uh, yeah, so uh, what am I looking at there, Steve? Old Hickory. So, Old Hickory, what the hell is the place in Manhattan? Famous for the mutton chop. Steve, get on there. I want you to get a picture of this mutton chop. I took it, I don't have it on, on my phone. I don't, uh, accessible on my phone right now. It's like, oh my, it's like Secretariat's ball sack comes out sizzling on your plate very very old establishment ceiling is covered in in pipes um yeah okay the two look at that and when give me the name i'm drawing a blank here uh zoom me out and uh so if anyone goes to the establishment i'm about to tell you um the, you have to try the mutton chop, and uh, I enjoyed that as much as a good steak. I've never had a mutton chop in my life. Keen's. Keen's. should have it. Next time you're in New York, maybe I'll take you for mutton chop. I don't, I don't want to eat a lamb. Um, just close your eyes. Uh, tastes like steak. Shaddy's. Uh, can you tell some history and reasons for your tattoos? Also, did you get one when T was born? Or will you get a new one in tribute to him? When my father died, I got a Playboy logo in an Italian in Italian flag colors because, yeah, you guessed it, he was Italian and a Playboy. Um, my tat- spe- my ta- <clears throat> special
2: meaning on some of those? Well, my tattoos are both cover-ups. I had a, uh, a samurai on my forearm, and my, I had a, like a tiger in a and a snake fighting each other It was like in the army we got them so they and they were you know as my body got bigger they were just too small so i i think i was 50 when i got the my new work done and then yes i'm 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 actually trying to find something uh i'm gonna put on my uh left forearm uh on the top of my left forearm for for t because t t was a, a huge ink guy yeah yeah, too love love that needle. So um, you got to yeah. find the right thing, man. Perfect. Yeah, it's you know as I say like right now it's just like it's you know, today is is weeks you know it's week six and it's just like you know Tamara and I had the long talk about uh, Christmas because mm. by now we 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 start looking for because we've always had a real Christmas tree and I brought it up about. Two or three weeks ago, and I had this old silver Christmas tree, like an old school silver Christmas tree, like back from it's up in the '60s, and that's always upstairs. And we just said, because uh, step was one of the things we did is we, like T and I would always go out with with you know like, as a family we go out and pick the tree, but because T and I were both so tall, we could like do a pretty like, we could we could rifle through trees pretty fast. <laughs> Because you know we're looking at and we, we and I would spin him you know he ah dead, dead dead spot in the back dead so that was and the thing was is you know my, my you know my wife always wants to make everything you know she's like she's a she's a lady you know it's like everything's like you know it's got to be perfect and it's just like like we, how can you possibly like go in under a tent and pick out a tree in six minutes. Like, because we got the perfect tree, and every year it would be perfect. Even if, if it wasn't, we have so many ornaments and everything else, and we got like a bunch of really cool, like, uh, like she's got Swarovski crystal ornaments and all that, so she puts all those on, then me and T get to put all, like when he was a kid, he's got a bunch of Marvel ones, and you know, so er, er, El, we have Elvis and di- different guitars and all this, you know, and I, we just we just thought about it and i said man i said i i said it, it, to me it would be too painful and she said no, i think it'll be okay and then like i think it was the last night or the night before we we were watching tv and she just looked over and she goes i'm with you on the tree she says no she said i said what if we put the silver one downstairs she goes yeah but that's all of his homemade i said yeah like that's the ones like where he, they took the popsicle sticks and make like a reindeer when they're little kids and that 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 has all all those on it, and I said, yeah. I said, let's just do that. Let's just like let us just put that up, and uh, you know, because it's 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 you know, it, you know. But I still want a tree because I like I, you know just tonight at nighttime just to have the lights on on a tree is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, but yeah. You know, I said, but to go through, the whole, uh, process and him not be here. I said, just. It's just there's no way I could do it. So.
1: Yeah, I don't think I blame you, but. Yeah. But it is a discussion, right? Because it's like the ornaments and all the things you talked about. That's a part of him too, right? right? Do you want to leave it in a box, or or do you at least want it there? And I, I'm I'm saying that rhetorically because I I don't know. I'm not well, saying yeah, that rhetorically because I don't when, know what I
2: would do. Especially when you've got my first Christmas up into. You know, last, like he, he, got, he got an ornament every year, so he would now have, you know, 26 ornaments that are going to go on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, and they're all Swarovski you know, it's just like, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a jump ball to put my first Christmas, that ornament on the, uh, on the fucking tree. It's like, nah, I, I said, I, I don't want to do that. So now I'm thinking maybe we should just, Head down to the Keys for a couple of days, you know.
1: I was going to say and the times I've talked to you after, you know, a few weeks afterwards, I said, do, do you have any desire to just get away for a little bit just to to wipe the slate clean? And I, I in no way mean wipe memories away, but you're walking through. You're walking in someone's literal footsteps every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And getting getting a week away from that might, I don't know.
2: yeah. And it's it, it's weird, you know, because it's <clears throat> there's so many places that we that we love to go to, that are all places that you know we've never did anything that, that it wasn't the three of us, except Disney. Like my wife always goes to Disney with my son. I, I I've never I, I remember one time I went like back in our heyday, and that's back when you know people had the video cameras that were the size of a fucking suitcase. (laughs) And I turned around and it's 18 people walking behind me with these cameras. Yeah. And it was like, and it traumatized T you know, he was just like, what what are these people? Remember one time when we lived in Arizona and we got into a mall and these people just stormed me and I put my son up on my shoulders just to get him away from the people. Mm. And he said, he remembers that like, you know, he used to say, Remember, we were by that Mexican restaurant. And you, you, he said, You even kept me on your shoulders going up the escalator. I'm thinking, Yeah, that so- sounds something bright that I'd fucking do.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he had that thing about crowded spaces, too, right? He I mean, hated it, man. Yeah. So it was just so. Well. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first everything. It's going to be these discussions, the first Christmas, the first birthday, the first New Year's. Well, we just had the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, you did. And that was... It was what it was. You stayed home? Oh, yeah. See, I would have had to get the fuck out, I think, particularly on Thanksgiving.
2: And the thing is, you know, if you go out someplace, you're going to run into somebody that goes,
1: oh, I heard...
2: You know. It's like it gets to the point where you've got the grieving thing kind of, not in any form. I mean, you're you're not breaking down, but people see you break down, so you end up now you're you're going out someplace, and you're comforting people. And it's like that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So just like I just assumed, like, like Tamara and I just just we just fucking spend she goes and does her thing like she she did pilates this morning i think she did acupuncture then she was home and then i didn't work out today because i was too fucking sore and um i just kind of jotted some stuff down for this and i watched some tv and then we we watched like you know the the weather got real shitty down here like three o'clock like where it looked like there was going to be tornadoes so I put the weather channel on. The next thing, know, oh, it's five thirty, and you know it's getting getting ready to come down here, and it's just like I I I usually I I go to the gym and I come home. I just I don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sleeping in his bed. I know. You know, and it's just like every morning when I wake up, I put my feet exactly where. They pulled him off that bed and started his heart, and it's just like every and every morning I see that vision, I see it fifteen times a day in my head, and. Uh,
1: but should you maybe get out of there? No. I know why you're doing it, and I understand that. And but. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird if you put it on the scale, does it cause more pain?
2: I think I think at this point right now it's like that I couldn't I couldn't be in more pain, you know. So just like I don't know, I just I, I feel like we didn't we didn't wash his blanket, so when I sleep in his bed, like I, I can smell him on the blanket, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. Everybody grieves differently. I don't think there's. No, of There's, course, yeah, yeah, and it's just, uh, I sleep with a pistol next to my bed, and I haven't had it in my mouth yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay.
1: You know, I had more than one person in the business uh, reach out to me after, right after it, it happened, maybe a couple of days, and say, um, listen. Keep a close eye on him. I'm like, well, I said, I don't, I don't think he's the, the type you're talking about. But I said, and I said, no, nah, I talked to him. He's, he's, he's handling, you know, as best he can. Tough situation. Blah blah. blah. But I had more than one person be like, keep your eye on him, stay close. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul called me. Uh, Triple H called me,
2: uh-huh. and like his second sentence out of his mouth was, "You're not going to do anything crazy, are you?"
1: I think people people go there right away.
2: I think they knew how close I that you know how how much I that was you know my life. Yeah. So,
1: well, I guess I'm supposed to ask you. Then you're not going to do anything crazy, are right? you? I
2: if I if I do, you'll find out. I, will fuck. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I mean, the last thing I'm going to do is leave my fucking wife alone. All right, good. <clears throat> you know, So that's the right answer yeah I'm still I mean I'm still trying to like this this doesn't hurt you know this this having something to do on Wednesdays doesn't hurt especially when it's you know like I said I'd look across and and
1: this was I mean this is something we did so yeah I think about them every every time we go on air yeah still you know you need you just need six more podcasts in a week
2: well, whatever. I actually talked to Cornet. We're going to do one. We're going to do one together. It's just going to
1: last six days. <laughs> yeah. It's just, then you'll just take gonna... a break Wednesday morning, and we'll yeah, shoot these.
2: We're going to re- we're going to do it like a fucking uh, like a four by one hundred. We're just going to hand the baton off and just keep going day to
1: day. Uh, much like a big wave to a surfer, I'm going to catch that laughter and tell everybody that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Kevin Nash, Tristan Nash, and Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Kevin, uh, Tristan Nash, copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, we going to do another?
2: Uh, well, I think tomorrow we're going to do. We're going to talk a little Starcade. <laughs>